0: This is Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast hosted by Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at The Crew Chief, on Twitter at The Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chiefs Corner, and on TikTok at Crew Chiefs Corner. And now on the Anchor Podcasting Network at Anchor.fm and the Anchor app. All right, guys, this is Bobby here from Coochie's Corner. What a weekend of news and what a way to start the week off. We had big news, so uh, today we're going to talk on the podcast about all the big news. We'll talk about the Pro Invitational Series race, Alex Bowman picking up the win. Uh, So, no, Finn did not drive the uh, 88 Chevrolet Camaro to victory lane. That was all Bowman behind the wheel of the vehicle. And uh, he got the win at virtual Talladega Super Speedway. Uh, so Bowman is, is on quite a hot streak here for, uh, for 2020. He's got a real life race one and he's got a virtual race one. So good job for Bowman. We will also talk about Ryan Newman's big announcement, um, over the weekend that he was going to come back and race. Um, and then today he found out he was medically cleared, medically cleared by NASCAR to return to the six cars starting as soon as NASCAR gets back, which sounds more and more like May 17th is the date. Um, and that Darlington would be the first race back. We're going to look to confirm all that information. But uh, as of right now, it seems like uh, May 17th at Darlington is sounding more like the the first race back for the NASCAR Cup Series. And Ryan Newman will be medically cleared to return to that event. The other news that we'll talk about, obviously, is the news that uh, kind of shocked a lot of people. And we'll we'll get into it. Uh, Matt Kenseth returning to the NASCAR Cup Series, Kenseth will replace Kyle Larson in the 42 Chevrolet, so we'll get into that, and did we hear that Carl Edwards might have been uh, asked if he was interested in that ride? I believe he was, Jenna Fryer had that, and we'll talk a little bit about the Carl Edwards factor as well, and uh, and we'll see what else we can get into, but that's uh, pretty much what this episode's going to entail, and uh, thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you guys right after a short break. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, so, obviously, we've got a lot of news to get to, as I, I alluded to in the opening. And we'll start off right at the top with the news. I mean, we're not going to dive into the Pro invitational Series race right off the bat. We'll, we'll kind of save that for, for the next segment. But the news of the day, the breaking news of the day, was Matt Kenseth. Uh, was announced a driver of the 42 for uh, Chip Ganassi Racing. He's going to drive the car that Kyle Larson was uh, released from. And Kenseth will have Credit One Bank, McDonald's, and Clover as his primary sponsors and Advent Health as well for uh, this year. So all the sponsors that basically terminated their relationships with Larson will stay uh, with Ganassi, and they're going to have Matt Kenseth as their driver. Now, full disclosure – uh, cause I believe in those things. Uh, I am a Matt Kenseth fan. I've been a Matt Kenseth fan since 1998. Uh, I followed Matt's career immensely as he came up through the ranks at Roush and, um, you know, followed him when he went to Gibbs, uh, AKA the dark side as Jack called it. And I was one of the many people that was very excited when Matt decided to come back and he was going to run for Jack. And, and basically I've I personally felt like this was kind of his way of finishing off the journey and I thought that this was, you know, Matt's way of going into retirement while well, we were all wrong because now he got a phone call uh, and we don't know how long ago this phone call happened but he got a phone call from Chip Ganassi obviously asking him Matt if he was interested in driving the 42 car. Now Matt has been basically out of a car since Homestead 2018. And truth be told, the the, um, the last, you know, few races of 2018 were probably better than some of his earlier ones. Now, I know Homestead, he finished sixth. Phoenix, they had some ups and downs, but Homestead, they finished the race in sixth. He had a different crew chief at Homestead. Uh, he didn't have Matt Pusia anymore. And, and it really seemed like that team was starting to, to kind of make some headway. And I think a lot of the problems at the six car was Pusia related. I, I do think that that was part of the problem. And I think that that's kind of reared its its head even more since Ryan Newman has taken over because you look at Newman with his engineering background and he's had Scott Graves, who's a pretty good crew chief and, and most, people's eyes. I mean, he's won two Xfinity championships. He won one with Busher and then he went and won one uh, the following season with Daniel Suarez. And, um, you, you look at, at that resume, um, you know, he's no slouch of a crew chief and, and Ryan, you know, by any stretch of the imagination is no slouch as a driver either, but those two together have really turned the corner even more with that six car and you really start start seeing that the, the Roush program is on its way back. Now, what does this mean for Matt Kenseth and, and the 42 team, and how is this all related? I do think putting Matt in this car puts Ganassi in a very interesting situation for two reasons. The first is Kenseth hasn't been behind the wheel of one of these cars before. This isn't, you know, this isn't like the opportunity at Roush where. Matt has driven a Roush car before Matt knows what that, that, you know, that car has been like and what that feel is. And he knows, you know, when that car is right. And when that car is not right, you know, so, so Matt's never been behind the wheel of a car at CGR. He doesn't know what those cars drive like. So I think he's going to talk to Kurt, uh, Bush, his new teammate or his new, once again, teammate, whatever you guys want to call it. Um, You know, he's going to talk to him and try to find out exactly what that that all is going to entail. But I do believe Matt Kenseth is going to have to um, get some kind of understanding of what the ramifications of him driving that car are going to be. And what I mean, the ramifications are, you know, how much pressure is there really going to be on him to perform? Because, you know, Chip always tweets out hashtag I like winners. And Kenseth being out of a car for over a year, you know, that, that's a big ask of a guy, you know, to come back, you've, you know, you've been at home, you're enjoying your family life, you're spending time away from the racetrack. And, you know, Matt, by all accounts, was really enjoying his, his, his life. And, you know, he even said in his, in his quote, in the PR that Ganassi sent out, uh, that he wasn't even thinking about racing. You know, so here's a guy that was solidly out of the sport, whether he ever wanted to say he was fully retired or not is, is up to Matt. And I mean, that's Matt's decision. That's not for me to decide, not for any of us to decide, but you know, Matt was solidly out of the sport and enjoyed his family time. And for him to come back, I think, um, I think it really shows that Matt really thinks that, uh, this is a solid opportunity for him to go out and compete and win races, you know, does the championship waiver possibly, you know, hold any merit to why Matt's coming back? I don't know. You know, obviously, any of these guys, you know, if the desire is there to win races, they want to win championships. But I don't think Matt's sitting here today saying, "Ooh, I'm coming back because you know we've only run, you know, a couple of races and and I can jump in there and you know mathematically if I win a race and I do this that and the other, I'll have a shot at winning a championship." I think that's what Matt is looking at. Uh, maybe out in the very distance, but I, I do think here and now, he's actually looking at running. Um, you know these races and trying to go out and win a champ. You know, the championship side of things don't really matter as much. I think going out competing, getting good finishes and, and contending for a win or two or three this year is is what he's looking at. But realistically, I don't think the championship is the thing that he's really looking. You know, at I think he's just trying to get um. You know, get in there and, and run the car and compete for wins and uh, just have fun. You know, there's there's no pressure in in the sense that you know there shouldn't be expectations on them, but you know there's going to be expectations on them, and that's what I'm saying. That's what the ramifications are of him driving this car is that now you put the spotlight. If you're Chip Ganassi, you've put the spotlight on yourself, and if you're Matt Kenseth driving this car, now you've put the spotlight even more on yourself because people know what Larson driving that 42 car was like, you know, people know where Larson was when he was driving that car on a weekly basis, how good that car was. So I do think that that's going to have some kind of a impact on, on how people view Matt Kenseth. But you're looking at a 48 year old guy who won a championship in 2003 and, you know, has driven for multiple different teams now. And this is, this is ironically his third team he's driven for. You know, he drove for Roush. He drove for Gibbs too, and now he's at Ganassi for his third. And you look at some of the similarities of Matt's career to his his mentor of Mark Martin. It's it's astounding. And this is one of the things I was talking to my parents about. You know, you know, it's it's very Mark Martin esque. You know, Mark could just never retire. You know, and, and Mark, you know, I'll never forget. Mark said. You know, in two thousand and six, you know I'm retiring. I'm going to go drive the the six truck for for Jack and the Truck Series. You know, with Scotts and and all this stuff. And then it just he got this golden opportunity that Bobby Ginn gave him to drive part time in the Cup Series in that number zero one Army car. And he goes out. He almost wins the Daytona five hundred that season. That was that fantastic finish that that him and Kevin Harvick had led the points was going into Bristol, and there's people asking Mark Martin, are you going to run Bristol? And Mark skipped it. And that was when uh, I think Regan Smith was sharing the car with him that season. And then Regan Smith took the car over, and Mark lost to points lead because he didn't run that race. But, you know, (laughs) there are so many similarities. But the the difference that I pointed out is that Mark never physically got away from the track. You know, Mark ran part-time for those couple seasons, and then he came back and went full time I and mean, he jumped right back into it, you know, and he went right back into the swing of being a full time cup driver. You know, he took those two seasons, uh, you know, and shared the car with Regan Smith the first year. Then Eric Almorola kind of, you know, entered onto the scene there when DEI took over. And then Almorola was the guy that, that took that shared the seat with Mark when it became the eight car, when Dale Jr. went to Hendrick. Um, and then Amarola became the heir apparent to the eight car, which then got shut down, which led Amarola to Petty. So, you know, you kind of understand some of where the inter- intertwining here has been over the years. And then, you know, Mark goes to, to, to Michael Waltrip racing after Hendrick. Um, you know, well, actually Mark went to Hendrick because of, the whole thing with what you know, Kyle, Kyle left, Junior went there, right? You know, Kyle goes to Gibbs. And then, you know, in the the most ironic twist out of it all, you know, Dale Jr. really took Casey Mears' seat, right? You know, because the twenty five car became the eighty eight car, which is where the, the National Guard sponsorship came from. Mark comes in, and then Casey Mears got moved to the five, and then Mark really replaced Casey Mears in the five car. And then that was, that was kind of the move, but it was, it was very interesting to see, um, you know, Jay ski has been doing a, a kind of like a history of the day. And you saw that, you know, uh, the, the whole rumors with, with, you know, Casey getting released and where Mears was going to go and the stat and the other, the ends up Hendrick. And then, you know, all this other stuff and it's all kind of interconnected. And then, you know, Matt Kenseth today, gets announced as a driver of the 42 car and you know at first i thought you know someone was pulling a prank and because i thought chastain had that car locked and loaded and i think a lot of people did i mean i don't i don't think i was the only one that that was out there saying that this is ross chastain seat you know like it's just a formality um and now uh we're sitting here with a lot of questions and like i said the biggest question is matt kenseth performance in that 42 car is going to be the thing that a lot of people are going to watch. And then, like I said, I mean, how successful is he really going to be, you know? And I, and I do think that there's, there's valid questions behind that because, you know, like I said, Matt has been a guy, um, who throughout his racing career has, has been quite successful. You know, he's been a, a, a very successful driver. He's, he's run quite well. Um, you know, in that car, um, when he's in a race car full time, he's pretty good. You know, he's one of the better ones out there. And, um, now he's not, now he's, now he's going to be, uh, you know, he's been out of the seat for a while. There's other guys that are out there that might've been better, better options. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but very ironic how the guy that was in the 42 car, Uh, you know, gets fired. And the guy that was, by all accounts, the next up at Ganassi is driving the six. And Newman gets cleared. So Chastain could very easily go back to Ganassi and drive the 42, but they go with Matt Kenseth. So it's going to be a very interesting journey. Um. Like I said, as a, as a Matt Kenseth fan, you know, you initially get very excited. You're like, Oh my God, this is great. And then the reality sets in of, Oh boy, this is, this is a lot. This is a big ask of Matt to jump in a race car that he's never been in before. Uh, you know, he's, he's, yeah, he's got Kurt, but he's working with a team he's never worked with before. He's got crew guys that he's never worked with before. And, there's quite a bit of things we got to worry about, so we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. But um, at the end of the day, Matt Kenseth is a as a champion. He'll he'll get through this and uh, he'll move on to the to the next uh, to the next chapter of his career, which is driving this 42 car for the rest of the season. And then we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't think he's coming back after this year. I think this year he's just doing this because it was an opportunity to go run, not the full season, uh, but to run some races. And go out and have some fun, and uh, you know, not not do a ton of traveling. There's probably not going to be a ton of sponsor appearances, and uh, the demands on him will be probably a lot less than they would have been in a normal season. And I think he uh, he's he put that all into the equation. Now, the thing I teased at the beginning was the Carl Edwards effect, and kind of what I mean by that is. We know that Matt Kenseth wasn't the only guy on this list that Chip Ganassi had. He talked to Carl Edwards. They called him. And Carl, you know, took a couple days to get a decision. And Carl, you know, responded and said, you know, I, I respectfully decline, and this, that, and the other. And I guess, you know, Carl in a very, you know, Carl Edwards-like way was being very respectful and, and, you know, probably told Chip that he really appreciated the phone call. But, you know, Carl is enjoying life on the farm. I gotta respect Carl for that. But for those of you that think Carl's gonna magnificently return, he's gonna magically return to the sport. Something is gonna fall out of the sky, and we're gonna see Carl Edwards back in a car. This is this is your answer for all of eternity. If Carl Edwards didn't come back for this opportunity, I don't know when he when he would. Because you have to look at the whole picture. Carl is gonna would have been in a a car that has won races it won a race last year at Dover, they have Hendrick horsepower. Uh, they got full sponsorship. So, uh, that's all on the table. And, you know, if you really wanted to go out and prove that you still got it, and that was a thought in Carl's mind, he would have come back. That's why I think Matt's coming back. I think Matt, I, th- I do think deep down within wants to prove to everybody that, He's still got it that Gibbs made a horrible decision in getting rid of him and I think he also wants to prove that driving the six car as odd as this is gonna sound driving the six car was kind of a way to keep his name out there and and maybe Matt didn't really give that situation um as much as he would have liked to have in the sense that you know maybe Matt you know probably feels like Uh, He could have done better in that car, and I think that having a opportunity to be in the car every week is a little more important now than being in the car, you know, once every couple weeks. And and having that time off is not really what Matt uh, feels like will help him and help improve a race team. So I do think Matt Kenseth is is going to look at at things a little differently moving forward. And I do think that uh, you know this opportunity because it was with Ganassi, because it was with a very good race team, this is what he wanted, and that's why he came back. But like I said, Carl, Carl I don't think is ever coming back. I, I If Carl did not come back for this, I don't see how in the world he's coming back for anything else. And I don't think Rick Hendricks going to call him this offseason and offer him the 48. I mean, I, I basically think the 48 is going to be Jimmy Johnson is going to make a determination whether he wants to come back or not. I, I could see him coming back. But I can also see him retiring. The reason why I can see him coming back is the the new car is pushed back a year. So he would drive the same car again next season. Um, And if they go out, and let's say they go out and win a race or two this year, and they don't compete for the championship, it would give them one final legit shot at winning a championship. But I think that there's a lot of factors that are going to go on there. And how many races and what tracks they miss – do they miss a track that Jimmy really likes to race at? Those are all things I think that are really gonna factor into it. And what happens now with the 2021 schedule, we don't know the ramifications of that yet. Um, so so we'll see. You know, I think Jimmy is gonna make a determination. And I think we'll know pretty soon. You know, I think within the next month or two we'll know Jimmy's 2021 ideas. Um you know, at least on the NASCAR side of things. We might not know the IndyCar stuff, but we'll at least know the NASCAR stuff. And we could sit here and talk about it, and 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 kind of decipher what what the future is for Jimmy Johnson. But I do think that uh, we'll have an answer on that, and uh, and all that good stuff. So that's really it for the news. Um, we'll talk very briefly about the Pro Invitational Series, and we'll talk about that right after this quick little break. <laughs> this, all right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, so this last uh, segment here, we're going to talk. Uh, pretty much about Ryan Newman and the Pro Invitational Series. And and first we'll talk about um, Newman got cleared to drive his uh, number six Ford Mustang uh, for for the rest of the season. So good news is once NASCAR returns, Ryan Newman will be able to drive the six. Um, and Ross Chastain will be focusing on his Xfinity Series ride with Colleague. Um, and then he does have a cup race coming up. Uh, supposedly the Coke 600 for Spire. So we will see him in a cup car then um, if that is still scheduled to happen as far as dates and all that stuff. But, um, you know, uh, Chastain would be in the 77 for the Coke 600 with Advent Health on his car. So the Provitational Series, and this is probably going to be a short end to the show because because we talked a lot about Matt Kenseth and, and really – this episode is is going to be kind of on the shorter side of things, which is fine. Um, so we had the Pro Invitational Series race at Talladega. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. You know, the iRacing stuff has been a welcome distraction from our normal every day or the new normal every day that we're dealing with. But for some of us, it hasn't been the most enjoyable experience. And I understand that. You know, I understand that people are going to be upset about the iRacing thing, and and rightfully so in some instances. Um, but, you know, I think when it comes to the, um, you know, the NASCAR uh, side of things, they had to do something. And getting a product out there uh, like this was important, and it was something that uh, they needed to do. And, and frankly, I think going forward, they'll, they'll figure out what other uh, avenues they would take if something happened in the fall and they couldn't run at certain tracks or something like that. So I think they learned a lot of valuable lessons. I think it's been a pretty big success, uh, overall. Um, they've gotten more viewers on it than, than any of the esports stuff in the history of esports, So that's important to, to note. Um, but I do believe that, um, NASCAR is seeing that, you know, there, there might be, uh, other ways to go about engaging with the fans. Um, during something like this. And and hopefully we never have to go through something like this again. But, you know, you never know with the way the world turns sometimes how things happen. But, you know, virtual Talladega, it was a wreck fest, just like we all figured. Jeff Gordon got caught up in a, in a couple early wrecks. Boyer blew his motor uh, while running in second. And then um, Bowman wins. So Alex Bowman gets the win. Uh, nice to see one of the... Not the big sim guys, you know, not like a Timmy Hill or a William Byron. Nice to see one of the quote-unquote regular guys get a win. Um, so it was big for for Bowman. Obviously, uh, Flynn, his dog, was not driving the car, obviously. But a big win for him. Uh, Corey LaJoy finished second. And then Ryan Priest rounded out the top three. And uh, they're going to be on to virtual Dover Speedway this weekend as the Monster Mile takes host to the e-NASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series race. And um, that's going to be 150 lapper. So uh, we'll have all the entry list, all the coverage and all that stuff on the page as we normally do. Uh, so you can check us out on the social media. Uh, for those of you that are watching right now live on Twitch, thank you. Uh, we are going to live stream from here on out. I would assume we're going to live stream all the podcast uh, recordings on Twitch, So if you have Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Giants02122. It's the one thing that is not Cruci's Corner um, that we have. So when you hear the outro in a few minutes, uh, everything else is either the Cruci for at Cruci's Corner. Twitch is Giants02122. And uh, that is just because in case I ever want to go on and do a live stream of some other different topic I can do it. And I don't have to worry about upsetting the NASCAR fans out there that I'm on my own, uh, that I'm on, you know, Coochie's corner or something doing a Twitch, uh, live stream about something other than the sport of NASCAR. So, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We've, we've had a lot of great support here in these, uh, first, uh, four or five episodes and hopefully to continue to see more and more of it. Um, we're hoping to get some guests on. Hopefully I get Rob Hill back in, to do some episodes. We have been trying uh, pretty hard to get a time that him and I can both record together and at least get the podcasting going. Um, the lives are going to be pretty next to impossible, but but maybe we can get something going with Twitch. Um, we'll see how that all works out. We got to explore all of our avenues with this stuff, but uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in on the, uh, on the podcast. We'll catch you guys probably later in the week. Uh, probably Thursday, Friday would be a good guesstimate. And we'll catch you on a Facebook Live sometime this week. I think I'm only going to do one this week. Uh, the two have been nice, but it, it kind of the second one didn't go as well as the first one. So we'll we'll kind of make one this week, and then we'll probably see where we're at uh, given news and things like that next week, and and make a determination on that. But uh, I think two two podcasts a week are still pretty good. Um, you know, we're getting good listens on on both ends, so we'll keep that going, and we'll catch you guys next time right here on the Crew Chief's Corner podcast. And like I said, you can check us out on anchor.fm slash Corner, and you'll follow all of our socials here in a second or two on the outro. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Crew Chief's Corner podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at the Crew Chief, on Twitter at the Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chiefs Corner, TikTok at Crew Chiefs Corner, and on the Anchor app at anchor.fm. Thanks for listening.